the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll, with Kathleen and Brian Milanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian are here to discuss current events from a biblical worldview and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. Hello, Biblical Citizens. We are going to be talking about an exciting, important, powerful opportunity for our schools in California today. You know, just about everything that I think most of the listeners on this show don't like about what's going on in education, whether it's critical race theory, whether it's radical sex ed, whether it's lockdowns, whether it's vaccine mandates, do you know every one of those things, the number one driving force behind all those things? are the teachers' unions, and we've talked about that in the past. Well, today we're going to be talking with Mike Alexander. He's the president of California School Choice about the School Choice Initiative. It's gathering signatures right now. It's a two-year-old organization that is California School Choice based in Pasadena. They have leaders and volunteers statewide. So welcome, Mike, to our show. Hey, thank you, uh, folks. It's a real pleasure uh, to be on here especially you know, when we consider not only the importance of this issue, but the fact that uh, most of the energy, I would say 90% of the energy for this reform for school choice is coming out of communities of faith. That's so enormously important. Well, thank you for that. Mike, as an introduction, give us a little bit, just a little of your personal background and, and a little bit about how you got involved in this campaign in the first place. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, first of all, uh, I'm a California native, and uh, you know, my wife and I, Patricia, have been married for about 48 years, and I went to schools in California. Uh, I'm a veteran of the United States Marine Corps. Uh, we, uh, we manage trust investments and in states here in Pasadena, California, where we're based and where we raised our four sons. Um, you know, we are very involved in the community <clears throat> and as parents, as grandparents, as citizens, we have long been concerned with and have viewed with alarm what goes on in the public so-called schools <laughs> under the guise of education. And, and, and it is a problem. Right. No, no matter whether you have children or not, whether they're grown or not, the future of these children and, and of the growing uh, immovable lower economic class, that future <clears throat> is a future that we as citizens 
and as taxpayers share with them. Totally, totally share it. Yep. Yeah, what happens in the schools is going to happen to the whole country. That's a preview. Yep. And especially when we consider this from a faith perspective, uh, we know that the great commandment that we love our neighbor requires that we be concerned about what happens to our neighbor. And as you and I know, probably from our, you know, um, our own personal experience is how crucial access to a quality education was for you and for me and for my family. Yeah, there's (laughs) go ahead. No, there's just no doubt about it. I I want to, there's a lot of things I want to cover today and we want to cover today. So could you just outline some of the key features of this proposal? It's an initiative, isn't it? That you want to put before the voters in November, 2022. Yes, thank you, Brian. Uh, what we're uh, going to do here, what we have prepared, submitted, and had approved by the Attorney General of California, an initiative. It's called the Educational Freedom Act Initiative. That initiative, which we are now circulating for signatures, has four key features. First of all, it will, on the request of any parent or guardian, create an education savings account for a child desiring to leave the current public school system and enter the private school system. Number two, that child's account, and this is each child, that child's account will be credited annually with his share of basic education spending in California. That's not total spending, but basic education. And that amount will start under the initiative at $14,000 per year. Number three, the parent, not the zip code to the school district or some bureaucrat, can direct those funds to a participating accredited private or, grab your comfort dogs, parochial or religious schools. And number four, send any money left over for college, vocational training, or other educational expense. Very simple, applies without exception to every child in California just like current public school does. In other words, the money, instead of following the zip code or the union, the money will follow the child, as it should, and it'll place parents, not politicians, in charge of their child's educational future. So is that all four of the options? Or those are all four of components the of the feature. Yeah. Okay. Yes, uh, those are the four features. So you've already started to collect signatures on this, and how is it going how many signatures do you need, and what's the deadline? What? Well, thank you. What we need is about one million, just shy. It's nine hundred ninety-seven thousand and change. One million valid signatures to make sure that it's not close and there's no chicanery. We're going to gather one point five million valid signatures. We have to submit it no later than April eleventh, two thousand twenty-two in order to qualify for the 2022 November ballot. And that's where it will be. Great. Well, that's less than was required for the recall. And we did that. Yes. So this is, and we and we have a little bit more time. We have till yes. April of 22. So that that's wonderful. Yeah. So we want to know about this competing initiative called Fix California, too. What do you say about that? It has some good features, right? But, but yeah. what, what was the downside? Yeah, it has some good features. Let me tell you the the basic comparisons. Um, uh, 
uh, this was a, a, an unfortunate uh, breakaway group that went off on their own to do something uh, when they didn't want to follow what we did. Um, instead of 14, they thought the 13 ought to be the amount. Really? So as to, right, okay. Next, their bill, under their initiative, for the first uh, few years, it will be means-tested. So only those families making under $150,000 per year uh, you know, would actually be eligible, hmm. which means that, right, so now we've got class distinctions here. Uh, you know, current public funding uh, is not means-tested, but they wanted to make this new funding means-tested. It would take four years before it kicked in. Also, not all homeschoolers are eligible. Hmm. Uh, under our bill, all homeschoolers are, are eligible the entire time. Also, and I never did quite understand why they wanted to do this or why they did it. Yeah, it but competes with yours, so that, that makes it more complicated. I don't... You know, yeah, I, I, th- I think it could topic. could prove confusing. There could be a silver lining, maybe, because people see that, wow, this is such an important issue. There's more than one group putting forth something yeah. there. But I hope that, and of course, people can vote yes on both. And then I assume, oh, yeah. and then I assume whichever gets the most votes will take effect. So, well, it speaks you are to how exactly right. So I it don't see it. Speaks to how hot this issue is. I mean, right. this is really, really important. And you talk about it more on your website, CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. dot org. Yeah. And you say uh, this will break up break up the power of the teachers' unions. That's one of the big yeah. goals of it. And <laughs> and and, not, and, and that's and what we just, need to do. That's right, and not just the teachers' unions. Uh, uh, we're we're going to sever once and for all the monopoly that the government itself has on the hearts, minds, and souls of the young, right. and replace those uh, the first teachers uh, who are the parents as the persons also in control of their own money and of their children's educational future. The creation of this monopoly a hundred years ago created the circumstances that we now have where a highly political entity like the teachers unions could move in and start manipulating the entire institution and parents and everybody within it <clears throat> to achieve their own unique that have nothing to do with the desires of the parents. And well, as a rule, here. we did, we generally oppose big monopolies because then they have everybody yes. at their mercy. I just have and, one quick question yeah, I want to get that's in. That's what happens Mike, with monopolies. I want to yeah. get in one quick question before the break, but it's a short answer. You know, we've been, just been through, and we're not out of it yet, this big COVID mess, and people have different opinions on it. My question is, do you think a silver lining of the COVID thing has been that more parents are waking up to how bad the public schools yeah, are? we do. Uh, yes, and how arbitrary <laughs> they are. They wouldn't, they wouldn't show up. They shut the schools down. Uh, and bear in mind, there's no difference between uh, Governor Newsom and, and the teachers' unions. They, they act in concert. So they, they shut all of society down, beginning with the, with the schools. They refused to open, reopen unless unrelated political demands were met. When they did go back, they did it online. And that's when, yes, Brian, 
parents got a real eyeful of what or earful of what was uh, uh, what wasn't happening, but worse yet, what actually was happening to the children, uh, disguised as, as education. They were appalled. Yes, and this was the silver lining. This was the unintended consequence of the big shutdown. And we have some evidence that the CDC was behind the the. Uh, well, they were negotiating with the teachers Yeah, unions. with the teachers union yeah. in not opening the schools. They were the ones that were behind it. But it's time for a break. We'll be right back talking more about the School Choice Initiative with Mike. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. I want to make a special announcement two days after Thanksgiving here in San Diego, across the street from the Encore Center, that Saturday, November 27th, that evening, we have the world's leading expert on COVID, Dr. Peter McCullough. He's going to be speaking on truths and lies about COVID. He's an internationally known speaker. He's going to be here live. There's also appetizers, live music. Go to reopensd.org. That's reopensd.org. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. We are back with Mike Alexander, president of California School Choice, discussing a potentially history-changing education reform initiative. So, Mike, a number of our listeners homeschool their children. I have two questions. One is, what's the specific benefit for homeschoolers in this proposal, answer that first, and then I have a follow-up question. Of course. Uh, first, first of all, <clears throat> homeschoolers, like other um, parents and families who, in private school, receive absolute, pay very high taxes and receive absolutely no uh, uh, assistance in the defray. A deferral of any of their educational expenses. They're left on their own. They pay twice or three times. This bill changes it for everybody and provides access to uh, citizens for, uh, to their own tax money, basically. And I'm, what, I'm going to talk about that before the end of the program here, how taxes actually work in California. Homeschoolers uh, you know, can educate their child under what they call a PSA, a private school affidavit. And that money can accrue, right? So even though they... Under this initiative. uh, Yeah, that's correct. Money never goes to parents, and money will never go directly to parents and homeschoolers either. Um, You know, that money will be held in trust for homeschooling children, just like it is uh, for all other children. The money will accrue, even if they're not enrolled in um, in, in in a school, but when they want to spend that money... They can spend it at an accredited institution. It may be college. Uh, they may wait and enroll their children uh, in a, a private uh, high school. Or they may decide that they want to affiliate with an institution that is designed just to support homeschoolers, where their annual tuition would be a little bit less, but they could gain reimbursement for some of their educational expenses. But under no circumstances will parents be paid for teaching their own children. But the money, the $14,000 a year per child, will 
continue to accrue in the trust fund. Well, that could be a pretty substantial, it would be a pretty substantial amount. Now, we have some friends that are really very active in the homeschool, I guess you could say homeschooling movement in California, and they recently received a letter from a homeschool leader and it was kind of warning about your initiative, Mike. It was saying that yeah. government funding leads to government control, which which I know homeschoolers are not interested in having government control. So, well, and neither you, are we, and I mean, neither neither are we. Other so, parents what are you that are trying to get out of that? So, what do you say about that? Right. Well, what, what what I say is that this is extraordinarily naive and purblind. This, the, whoever, I'd love to talk with this person whoever promulgated uh, this document, uh, I would respectfully suggest that uh, he or she or whatever the pronoun is there uh, is not paying attention to what's going on in our society. We just spent the last two years, and we were shut down without being paid a dime, really. Government didn't have to send us a check in order to claim complete, total power over our personal lives and our bodies. What check? We're just being told to get the mandate. In other words, you know, uh, historically, uh, and, and that's what they're, what this person is doing, is looking to the past for a guide. But this is a false security. Right now, if we don't get control of our children, and if we don't make sure that other children are outside of this indoctrination system, there will be nothing left of freedom or the concept of, of freedom. There are no barriers left. I would ask this person, would you tell me what barriers our government acknowledges? What obstacles do they stand between them and the exercise of raw power? And the answer is none. This guy's dreaming. They're on their way for us in every way, shape, and form. And even if you manage to keep your children free because the government, for the moment, decided not to come in and tell you to turn the kids over to them, you're crazy, and that time will come. Does anybody imagine that right now that that uh, that Biden or Newsom or anybody else uh, feels constrained? Do you, do you feel that, uh, can anybody persuade me that, that these guys won't tomorrow require that all children go to new public schools? Right. Yeah. Nothing, and, and nothing in their do. personal code of ethics would would restrict that. Only their political fear of political blowback. That's the only thing. That's why it's so important even for then, us to be active. That's why we have to yeah. have decentralization of power and decentralization of schools, and that's what this would do. That's, uh, so that's correct. You know, but, some of these people. By the way, I'm Catholic, so I'm going to say uh, I'm going to speak. Uh, when I say something critical of Catholics, it's it's a fam- uh, this within the family. But I've known a lot of people that I call bunker Catholics. Uh, these are people who retreated from the surrounding culture and formed small communities of their own and kind of hunkered down and don't want to engage the rest of the world. Now, this is not everybody, obviously, but there's a significant number. This other guy or gal, whoever they're writing that letter, they're in the bunker, too, and they imagine that they're protected. They're not. Uh, well, I, pre- I appreciate okay. your viewpoint on that. So um, we know yeah. that the teacher unions are going to come out and say this is going to destroy public schools. It's going to destroy education per se. And so yeah. how are you going to counter that argument? You know, the, right. the, it's the, the sky is falling and it's going to bankrupt we won't the have public education schools. anymore. And, you know. All right. Let's, let's deal with that. And, and that's really my favorite question. 
uh, you know, because when they say that that if we give parents control over education, that we're going to ruin public education, my response is simple. Hey, you guys already did that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Exactly. We're there. Yeah. 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 Right. Why, why do you think that that that's six or six out of uh, you know two out of three or seven out of ten Democrats favor school choice? Really? The answer is you people screwed it up. Well, you and and isn't it true run. that um, that people can choose to stay in the public schools with this initiative? Stay in the public well, school if you want to. Then yeah, right? Yeah, if it's so great. Yeah, Kathleen. Thank you, because we don't make anybody join, you know, opt out and go into private school. To paraphrase a very, very, my closest friend, if you like your public school, you can keep your public school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember uh, that. And aren't, there remember other, that. and aren't there other states, such as Florida, that are already doing these types of things? And how is it working there? And we can use well, that as an example or as a test case, okay. right? Of course, yeah, yes, uh, Florida and other states are using some forms of choice, and choice uh, is defined differently in different states. Usually what choice means is the ability to select among pu- existing public or charter schools or the ability to select a charter school out and leave the public schools. Sometimes there's uh, subsidies uh, for individual subsidies, for private school expenses. No state in the union, however, folks, has done what we're going to do here, uh, and that is to establish pure uh, school choice, which leaves the matter in the hands of the parents, and most importantly, and let's not overlook this, injects competition into the system. And, and these public schools, which are so terrible, I guarantee in so many places, I guarantee you are going to improve. In fact, I can tell you the day and the hour. <laughs> yeah, I total, I totally believe that. One other question yeah. about I, the I'm, the I'm the kind of person that's always thinking about what the opposition's going to do. And besides yeah. uh, saying it's going to bankrupt the schools, in this, we are in such a toxic political environment where it seems like the other side, uh, the other side from us, everything they don't like, they call racist. And yeah, what I want, what too, I want, yeah. what I want to address is: doesn't this school choice pull <laughs> pull well with minority voters? And it seems to me, when I think about this, minorities, if they are in a lower income category, they're just completely captive of the public schools right now because they, yeah. you know, they frankly can't afford any other choice. That, isn't? You, you, exactly right. Two comments on that, Brian. Number one, you know, how do we know something? is racist well the conventional uh, the conventional definition is this something is racist if it has a disproportionate impact on persons of color or a particular culture all right i'll accept that definition for purposes of argument now let's look at the california so-called public so-called school system and we look at the inner cities uh, particularly at, at, at black populations here where maybe 20 percent of the youngsters getting out of of high school are able to read, write, and compute at a grade level. Now, that is a disproportionate uh, impact and all disproportionate impact. And by that definition, the California public school so-called system is 
a definition of systemic racism. I, I agree, and we could by... and we could talk about that for a lot more, but we only have enough time. And for the most important part, Mike, I want yes. you to tell our listeners how can they help because we don't want our listeners to just do just sign this thing. How do they no. download the petition and any instructions on how to fill it out or anything like that? Absolutely, CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org, all spelled out. CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. Go there, sign up, and and tell us that you you want to be included on our mailing list and that you want to volunteer or you need a petition. The petitions cannot be downloaded because they're of a certain size and type that only can be custom printed. We will send it to you. We need people to volunteer, particularly at your church or place of faith. Tell the pastor that you're going to be on the sidewalk collecting signatures Go there. We'll show you how the program works. We have leadership in every county of, of the state of California, every city. And if you don't know what else to do, you can email me, Mike, at CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. We will show you what to do. Because remember, this is up to us. God helps those who help themselves. And when you wake up in the morning, you're going to see a picture of the cause of 90, 99% of your problems and the answer to 100% of your prayers. That's you in the mirror. We have to do this for our kids. Thanks so much. And I'm going to conclude on that. What a great note to conclude on. Thanks so much, Mike. It's been terrific. To bless your neighbor this week, folks, think and pray about the importance of how we educate our children to their eternal well-being. And go to this site that was mentioned, CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. And get involved. Get your friends and and your place of worship. Get those folks involved. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining us for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Join us next week at this same time as Kathleen Melanakis, author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian Melanakis, former company president, explore the deeper issues and spiritual forces behind the news and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover more major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. To learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. That's biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. This has been Biblical Citizen. Let's roll on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.